What a fun show you guys stumbled into. We got a great one today. I'm very excited about this one. Do you know do you know why I'm excited there, Gimlet? Why are you excited? I'm excited. Okay, because first of all, you and I get to do this. This is, it's, it's fun. It's good times. We're talking about politics. We got the insight, the pop culture, the bang, bang, boom. We also have a guest today. We haven't had a guest for a while. And a lot of people are passing around this clip uh, of a young man doing a uh, Donald Trump impression. Talk, he's talking about the empty shelves. He's talking about the empty shelves. That's a, that's a buddy of mine. That's uh, Sean Farish talking about empty shelves as Donald Trump. Well, here we are in the supermarket. We're standing here with the bare shelves. Look at it. There's absolutely nothing here. The shelves are bare. It's empty. It's empty like Sleepy Joe's brain when you think about it. There's absolutely nothing on the shelf. Look at it. Bare shelves all over the place. They say we're building back better, and yet we have nothing in the supermarkets. We're standing with the bare shelves. Bare shelves, Biden, okay? Empty shelves, Joe. It's a disgrace. And we have got him on the show. We got him on the show. It's so great. He's also part of a, a fun group called The Loud Majority uh, out on Long Island. Big group. A lot of fun. So stick around for that. Sean uh, uh, Farish is on the show. Then we got What's on the Web. Then we're going to go over and do a Patreon segment. And now here's what I'm always excited about. This is what I'm always – like politics is going on. Things are going crazy. I know I have my list of things that I want to make sure we hit. And then I'm always wondering what's on your list. So I'm I'm going to ask you right now. What's what's at the what's at the top of your list? What do you want to talk about? I've lost I, I've really lost my patience with Joe Biden. Okay. Remember See? when he had his little speech and said, We're about losing our patience here. Yeah, no, I, I yeah, I'm done with you, old man. You know what? You know what I found especially horrifying, and I don't know when the moment was you for you, or where you if, if if there even was a moment. But like I was especially horrified by the the town hall with the clip where Anderson Cooper, who Anderson Cooper, who was like literally spent the whole time propping uh, Joe Biden up. Cooper's like so. Uh, so uh, he's asking Biden. So with uh, with police and first responders, if they don't get the vax do they uh do do you fire them do you ask them to stay home and biden didn't even hesitate he was just yes and yes and that really to me uh illustrated just how what a fix we're in just what a fix we're in he doesn't care he doesn't care no, like he doesn't. About um, and that that was part of what upset me. But it's the second time I've heard him say freedom is not a thing, basically. <laughs> um, uh, that's after I heard him say there are fewer democracies in the world today than there were 30 years ago. Fewer. fewer. Um, after fewer. he after he in his State fewer. of the Union address. But after in his State of the Union address, he actually questioned whether a republic like ours could compete with an authoritarian re regime like China. So I'm, I'm just done with him. But when he said that stupid thing about, oh, you're just going to kill me with your COVID, that's not how any of this works. Like, he just sounds stupid. And he's well. doing this, like, in the week when we finally get the documents and a letter goes out from the NIH that says, oh, yeah, we funded that research. 
Wow, that's yeah, that's coming up next. That's coming up next. That 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 one's high up on my list of stuff to talk about. But to get back to the Biden thing, just to put a little bit of a, a another couple thoughts onto that. It's just so elitist. It just oh, I got so pissed off. Yeah, we don't need no. Tell the cops to stay home. We don't need the cops. You're fired. Boom. That's easy. He doesn't have to worry. Oh, here's the other thing. He's building a fence. Biden. I know. Around his uh, house. Getting a, uh, getting a security fence around his beach house. Yeah, because those don't work. So, yeah, I got last week I was saying, you know, just ignore these people. Biden, he's he's a great person. He's a great person. And the, the administration, we just have to continue on living our lives. That dude, he's a lost cause. He is a lost cause cause and i tell you I mean, like you the, the level of north korean agitprop that is going on is just insane like jen saki i don't even know like i can't believe she hasn't quit i just don't know how you go into work every day and lie like she does well, I don't, joe biden says he's visited the border i think he drove by it in a campaign stop in 2008 what that See, wasn't even what the question was about. The question doesn't matter. And that's the part that really, like, I get people on the left used to get upset with, uh, you know, Kaylee McEnany. Like, oh, my goodness. And they'd call her out for lying. And she had that big book of, you know, talking points and facts and pushback, and yeah, which I thought was great. Jen Psaki, to me, it's like the offensive part. She seems like. She's offended that you even you would even ask. It's yes. like she's got this super busy elitist day and it's it's just it's painful for her to have to suffer through these stupid questions. When 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 Peter Ducey is like, "So, what's with the uh the flights with the the illegal alien kids in the middle of the night?" And then she's like, "Middle of the night." But what, what do you mean middle? He's like, oh, the flight's at, you know, at 2.30 in the morning, at 4.30 in the morning. Okay, okay. Those are early flights. And I'm sure they're a little earlier than you'd like to get on a plane. But those are early. Like, nitpicking that kind of BS detail and, like, the smarminess that just drips off of her like she can't be, oh, yeah, well, you know, the president did go to the border. Yes, he did. I believe he went by there in a campaign stop in 1972. So, you know what? It's just like, oh, oh. What are you even talking about? She's I, such I just, an elitist, elitist, cold-hearted guy. Go ahead. I didn't watch the town hall. I have only seen the clips. But going sure. into it. The questions were provided in advance. Invitation they, they only town open, hall. Invitation only. That yes. that was there. The only reason that was done is to make stupid people who don't follow what's going on and don't understand that it was invite only, pre predetermined questions that he still screwed up. But yeah. you when he said, go ahead and fire him, everybody was like, yeah, you're supposed to think that's a well-supported policy. It is not. Like, it's they're not. literally trying to manage what you think by putting something like this on when they know the vast majority of the people who will see it, which actually weren't that many, 
um, don't understand it's all theater. Yes. And that's, and, and that's, that's, that seems like a, a good idea for an article right there, but that is the nature of, uh, that's the nature of, of the, of the quandary of the problem. I really genuinely believe that this country is full of people who at least want to be informed. They want to try to be informed and they have busy lives and they have their own struggles that they're going through. Everybody's got something. And so somebody's like, oh, crap, what a day, what a day. But I got to find out what's going on in politics. So I'm going to click on this town hall on CNN. And they have no clue. They have absolutely no clue that it was invitation only. All the questions were arranged in advance. And it was. It was theater. It was 100% theater. It was propaganda. That's what you call that. When you know exactly what the what the questions are going to be and you've okayed who's going to ask them, you're that's you're putting together a show. You're casting a show. Oh, we'll have the black lady ask this one. Oh, we'll have the kid with Down syndrome ask this one. We'll have the trans girl ask this. It's like you're casting it. It's all theater. However, to the poor schmuck who like wants to be informed, they think it's reality. And I'm I'm it should be there should be like uh um a disclaimer on it. You know, like when you're watching a, a commercial for a new drug and they're like, hey, sometimes this might do, 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 do. They should, they should, there should be a, I hate to say there should be a law. I'm supposed to be a small government person, but like, it's gotta be like truth and advertising. You are watching theater. You're watching political theater. And he still messed it up. And then the thing with his oh, hand- Anderson had to save him. I mean, it was, oh. Oh yeah. What was the what was the question where Anderson had to give him the oh Long Beach. Long yeah. Beach. But did you and, see oh that weird weird we thing it. he did? Like the when he stood there hands. like and his hands were clenched and he was yeah. like shaking a little bit? Yeah. That was disturbing. It was disturbing, but it made for a shit ton of funny memes. This <laughs> is true. This and we is have, true. We have and a collection then, of and them. Then, we have a collection right. of them. We have a collection of them. Yeah. Am I interrupting? I'm sorry. No, no, no. I, I, you went quiet for a little bit. Sorry about that. <laughs> we have a collection of them at the website, theloftestparty.com. I was, I was going to say something super funny too, and now it's gone. So if everyone can just pretend like something <laughs> hilarious just happened. Oh my goodness. Oh, I ah, it'll come back. And then to he me. walked away. Like he's oh, like it, walking off to the corner of the stage. You go, look, there's famous people here. What? I remember what it is now. Like, so so Biden's talking about the port of Los Angeles. And he's like, and the other one, and the other one. Uh, 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 and he starts to like, he can't remember it. And then he goes, what What am I doing here? Like, yeah. and, then, and then watch this guy comes in with a Long Beach, Long Beach, and saves him. So we have the supply chain crisis and the cargo ship crisis. And and Biden's big idea, he goes, oh, you know what we're going to do? You know what we're going to do? We're going to have them working uh, around the clock, 24-7. I'm sure that solution, like, who doesn't, who doesn't, who is, that's everybody's first thought. Hmm. 
oh, there's a backup and we're only open till five o'clock. You know what we should do? We should probably extend our hours like a child, a five-year-old would figure that out. And then as far as I know, and I don't know why I'm laughing because it's horrifying. They haven't done it. They're still not working around the clock 24-7. Like the ships are still stacking up. He hasn't even like, this is what happens when you have people in charge and they make these decisions and they don't have to pay any price when they're wrong. Like everyone, no. Biden's life hasn't changed. Pelosi's life hasn't changed. The senators and the congressmen and everybody, their lives have not changed. It's like you were talking mm -hmm. about it last week. It's this whole new like serfdom that we're looking out the, this neo-feudalism i forget what you called it but it's it's just spot on it's just spot on we're out here well, in the fields all he would have to do is go slap nancy pelosi's nephew do you realize like the supply gavin newsom um oh yeah they passed a law in California saying that commercial trucks had to be at least 2011 or newer in order to operate in California. So half the supply chain problem is containers piling up on the port and there's no place to offload new containers because so few trucks can operate in California. I wonder, and I wish I know, because once again, uh, Ron DeSantis down there in Florida was like, our ports are open. We'll take it. Got extra. We'll bring them. Now, I know the cargo ships have contracts with these ports and it's all very old school. It's all very this, old school. Yeah, it's th these are like ancient Mariner laws <laughs> that they're going by. But uh, come on, come on, Gimlet. You know, Trump would have this sorted out. He'd have it sorted out. Let's put it this way. I would much rather have Peter Navarro leading a task force to figure this out than the people that are leading it now. Because somebody yesterday passed me a report, okay, called Building Resilient Supply Chains, Revitalizing American Manufacturing, and Fostering Broad-Based Growth. Do you know which cabinet member was not even on this task force? Pete, Pete. Exactly. So the, the the Secretary of Transportation is not on the 100-day task force specified by an executive order to talk about building resilient supply chains. Because, like, what does he know about it? He knows nothing, nothing. about it. Like. Dude, in Indiana, Domino's had to pay to fill the potholes. Right. They called him Pothole Pete, from what I understand. But didn't he do supply? Wasn't he like a desk jockey in Afghanistan or something? Like, what? Wasn't he in, like, nobody what? really knows what he did in Afghanistan or it might have been Iraq. Wherever he went, nobody really knows what he was doing. Like, it's not exactly clear. Um, but, I mean, he worked for McKinsey. This is just typical McKinsey shit. They, they, <laughs> They do a task force, right? They make recommendations and then they walk away. Like it, he's never had to actually implement anything. Yes. This is the problem, ladies and gentlemen, and I'm sure you're feeling it too. It's like, 
Biden's never run a business. Mayor Pete's never run a business. Kamala Harris has never run a business. They have no real world practical experience. It's all just a theory. And when they're wrong, they they don't care. They don't care. And they don't have to suffer the, the consequences of, of their actions. It's it's I, I laugh because it's just so it's so insane. Like you can't we, we need to elect people who do things. And that's what I like about the cons- you'll say this about the conservatives. At least the people there, some of them come, a majority of them, I feels like, uh, come from a, a business world and, and they've run a business. And even if it was like, you know, they owned their own Kinko's, at least they had to order paper and ink and pay employees. They know how the real world works. These, uh, oh my gosh, I, I, it's the smarminess too. It's, I keep coming back to that. It's like they have such disdain for us, the working people, the people who are actually making this country run. They are, they're they're holier than thou. They're, oh, we know so much and we're so smart. And I, and you're, you just, I can't believe you asked that question, you stupid, silly little man. And, and they're wrong. And they're wrong all the time. And, and, and there's zero consequences. It's, it's crazy. The inmates are running the asylum. That, that's that's the vibe I'm getting. I mean, you literally had 12 employees protesting outside Netflix. Like the, the backup pictures are the same thing as you get at some of the stupid rallies that some of the radicals on our side hold. You'll have 100 media people there and like 10 people. Yeah. Yes. You, you look at this thing and you're just like, okay, first of all, nothing is going to happen to Netflix. Nothing. They're paying yeah. millions for people to put shows on on their streaming service when the studios aren't doing that well. Uh, it's uh, like, woo. I'm just like, and really, CEO, dude, like you just should not have responded at all. It's uh, it's all disheartening. It's all disheartening. And I know we're going to be talking about this uh, with uh, with with Paul on what's on the Web. Uh, it just it it seems like the solution is disheartening as it may seem is like we just need to create more content on the right. It's just they keep knocking people off of of, you know, YouTube. If you if you post something about you know the rona or whatever they're like okay that's it you know you're gone you're off of twitter you're off of youtube you're off of facebook blah 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 blah. and then so everybody's like we're just gonna have two of everything we're just gonna have two of everything and if you look at like we are the majority i was so delighted that dude uh did that song uh let's go brandon and it was number oh, that one was on so iTunes. funny and it was number one on iTunes for like nine weeks. And I guess they just killed a version of it. I don't know if it was the number one yeah. song, but they're like, yeah, you, you can't. You can't what? You can't. There's too many ways things can pop up like that. Do you know what I mean? Like you can whack them all on some of the bigger platforms, but we've all learned how to get around them. For the most part, 
for the yeah. most part. And then I think, you know, simultaneously, you know, it's like me. I'm trying to create content and I'm trying to, you know, play between the lines and stay in the game as long as I can and blah, 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 blah. So that's great. But like creating content, making people laugh, making people look at things, you know, hopefully my whole philosophy with all this is like hopefully an independent will run across you know, this podcast or the YouTube or the, the the website and just go, okay, this seems interesting. And like, oh, I've never thought about it that way. That's what I'm trying to go for. I want to do this before we wrap up the A block. So here's how it's going to work, you guys. Uh, we've got uh, this hilarious dude, great dude, uh, Sean Farish. He's coming up on the B block. And then the C block is going to be what's on the web with Paul. And then the Gimlet and I are going to skedaddle over on patreon uh it's good it's a great show it's a it's a really solid show and i'm so glad that you're here and thank you i just want to there's i would just say these going into commercial uh brit i don't know if you guys follow brit hume on twitter he's a good follow he's a good follow he posted this quote from uh glenn greenwald on substack mm-hmm. and it really just Uh, And the quote is this, it must be infuriating and baffling to a large sector of the population to have been convinced that what happened on January 6th was an unprecedentedly dangerous insurrection perpetrated perpetrated by an organized group of seditious traitors who had plotted to kidnap and murder elected officials only for the Biden Department of Justice to have charged exactly nobody with any criminal charges remotely suggesting any of those melodramatic claims. There's a lot of words in there, but it really, that one just really hit home to me. And I just, I want to shout that one from the rooftops. Everything that they claim happened didn't happen. And I just saw a video and this one, oh, we're gonna have to, we might have to scooch this one over to Patreon. We might have to scooch. You've probably seen the video, the older white guy, the older mm-hmm. white guy who's trying to get everybody fired up. He's obvious. He's a, he's a fed. He's an obvious plant. And he's getting everybody fired up. And then the people in the crowd, this is on the sixth. This is on the sixth. The people in the crowd are around him just chanting fed, fed, fed. Meanwhile, there's another clip where he's like whispering in some kid's ear, pushing him forward, like encouraging him to bust in. This guy, they know who this dude dude is. He comes from, he's retired from some blah, blah, blah thing, which looks like a a Fed thing. Comes out of retirement, comes from his home in Arizona, just kind of shows up for January 6th. And then, you know how they're looking for everybody. They're posting pictures of everybody who was there. They know where this dude is. They know where he lives. For some reason, they're not looking for him. I want to know, I want to know how many Feds were in there. How many Feds? Where this his name is Ray Epps. I'm sorry. His name is Ray Epps. Okay, I want to know who he is since shortly after January 6th, but he's never been arrested. Yeah, yeah, it reeks. Okay, we're gonna take a little break, Uh, and then. We got uh, we got Sean on the show, Sean Farish, then it's what's on the web. So everybody, come on over to Patreon. There's so much more show over there. We love you. Stick around.
Tired of paying outrageous prices for Viagra? Well, we have great news for you. Now you can finally get Viagra at huge discounts. Healthy Man allows you to save up to $500 on Viagra. Why pay U.S. pharmacy prices of $15 per pill or more when you can get Viagra for less than $3 a pill? Call today and get 40 Viagra pills for only $99. This can cost as much as $600 at your local pharmacy. You can't afford not to call us. If you want Viagra at the lowest prices, never pay $15 a pill pharmacy prices again. Get Viagra for less than $3 a pill. Call 1-800-516-7602 today and save up to $500 and get 40 pills for just $99. Healthy Man is fast, easy, and affordable. Operators are waiting at 1-800-516-7602 to take your call right now. Call 1-800-516-7602. That's 1-800-516-7602. Again, 1-800-516-7602. As promised, ladies and gentlemen, we got him on the other end of the line here. We got the one and only Sean Farish. Sean, what's going on, bud? Hey, Mike. Thanks for bringing me on. I really appreciate it. Uh, Not much. We're just down here holding it down on Long Island. Um, having fun at the same time as you can see, and I'm sure we'll t- we'll talk about. Uh, but it's uh, it's it's all good. It's all good things, even though even though you know the state of the country may, might be uh, pointing in a different direction. It's all good things here. You know we're fighting. Uh, we yeah. have uh, we're optimistic, and we're getting ready for our local elections in in about nine days. So it's exciting. Woo. So now I just got to give the listeners a little backstory. So here's how here's how this goes down, you guys. You know I'm always talking about the America First warehouse and doing events down there and all the cool stuff. And here's how it works out. So over the summer, I'm going down to do an event at the America First Warehouse. I go in and there's a bunch of dudes in there uh, in the warehouse wearing these loud majority T-shirts. And they got they got Newsmax on. And there's a dude just crushing now there's some good trump impressions out there and some impersonators there's a dude on tv uh and it was you it's it's friggin sean farish just crushing i think you were on i think they took like a five minute segment and it became like a half hour segment (laughs) and it's too funny because like someone had just shared one of your videos and then uh you know the the loud majority people which are we got to talk about that as well because that's what I'm really – that's – what I love about it is, like, you guys have a really positive can-do, we're not going to sit on the sidelines, you know, sensibility. You guys get out there and you go after it, and that's what we're doing at the Loftus Party, too. And I just dig that, like, you know, the America First Warehouse and that that media complex that that's going on there. I just dig the whole vibe, man. And, and, and your Trump impression – is hilarious yeah i mean it's uh, <laughs> i appreciate that i mean uh i guess i was i don't know it was a, it was in june i guess it was a, like uh june 8th june 9th or something like that greg kelly had me on and uh and yeah. then i came down to the warehouse joe was saying come on down everybody was down there we were getting ready for uh to talk about the july event that we were going to do down here that july 4th uh, weekend thing that went really yeah. well that was a lot of fun um and the, i mean yeah it was i didn't expect to be on there for that long um, and then it became uh, it became this whole 
uh, production on on Greg Kelly's show, and and that kind of that kind of thrust things forward. And then it's just this TikTok and Twitter and all that. The videos just go flying. It's funny when I do it. I hear me, obviously, because I know it's me. But everyone keeps telling me every time I close my eyes, people don't know who it is. <laughs> my friend's sister, believe it or not, who I've known for 17 years, she texted me last night and goes, I got fooled. I said, fooled by what? She said, well, uh, Joe was listening to it across the room, and I thought it was Trump. <laughs> like, That's hilarious. <laughs> so it was uh, it was pretty funny. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're, we're, we're fighting, like I said, and like you said, our, our attitude, loud majority's attitude is that, you know, there, there was a time where maybe we could sit on the sidelines and see what happens and evaluate it. Those days are over. You know, we know what we have to do and we have to get out and get involved. Everyone's got to get involved. And it's, it's funny. You can get involved on, in, in your local politics, like helping out a candidate, you know, like we have Dominic Thorne in, in district seven. We have, we have Ray Tierney, our DA. Uh, candidate out here and we're helping them we're walking for them we're getting out there we're volunteering we're distributing information to to voters trying to get out to vote or you can go ahead you can get involved in your school boards right because that's not politics per se but it is still civic engagement you're still getting involved in some sort of the process to yeah. make sure that things are, are going the right way and so a lot of people here on long island are doing that and it's it's really great to see it's exciting and there's just so much energy in an off election year it's incredible yeah Dude, I was just I was just up in Michigan helping this uh this this kid. I say kid because he's, he's he's like in his he's in his early twenties. Uh, Dylan Pescarolo, who's running for state rep up in Michigan. It's like every level there's something to do. Now I, I want to get back to like the TikTok. You were telling me that like you guys were like mailing out T-shirts and you just decided to do a TikTok. You're like, ah, I might as well. It's late. I might as well just do a TikTok. And what was that one? Was that the Taco Bell one? Uh, well, Taco Bell was funny. I was driving Kevin home um, from uh, from something we went to uh, that night and he was hungry. So I said, OK, we'll stop at Taco Bell because I had already one time ordered McDonald's like Trump uh, yeah. for him one night. We were we were looking into uh, Smithtown uh, school board stuff. And it was like, I'm hungry. All right. Like Kevin's right around the corner from uh, McDonald's. So we jumped in. We went and I ordered his McDonald's like Trump. Uh, <laughs> I wanted two McChickens. I think it was two McChickens. You got to order. <laughs> no what's, lettuce. What's, what's, what's Trump's <laughs> order? What did you order that night? Uh, well, that night at McDonald's was two McChickens, no lettuce. And uh, what was it there? Sour cream or something along the lines of? These Taco Bell was the sour cream. Two big chickens with no lettuce. Uh, it was it was interesting. And then the Taco Bell was the night. It was, it was a couple weeks after that, a couple months after that. And I said, I'm going to do Trump again. Kevin's sitting there half awake, but he wanted Taco Bell. And I said, I said, can I have two well-packed quesadillas? I started going in this whole thing about quesadillas. And I want a colossal amount of hot sauce. And the person on the other side was dying. And I guess it was the next morning. Uh, the GPS, which I did in my buddy's truck, just in two takes. It was a, if you go make a left on Sawtell Boulevard, and if you reach Bernie Sanders, you've gone too far left. Okay, and so <laughs> I put that in, and it went, it went berserk. And somebody else took the video like off of TikTok and posted it on Twitter, and was like, "Who is this guy?" So enough people at that point in time had come across my TikToks and been like, well, "We know who this guy is," and they started yeah. tagging like crazy, and that went nuts. And then the Taco Bell one from the night before went nuts. And that became the Taco Bell one became my first TikTok that hit a million views, which was interesting. And from that point forward, everybody was jumping on. There were these 
massive names and accounts on Twitter that were all about it. You know, the cat turd account, um, <clears throat> uh, the poppy Trumpo account. Uh, uh, and then, and then like Jenna Ellis got involved. Juanita yeah. Broderick. Like there are people that I never thought ever would speak my name or know anything about. It. And then they're like, this is so funny. Uh, and so then I put up the, a couple of days later, the Klondike bar, which went I, crazy oh, again. The, I, I haven't heard the Klondike bar. Do a bit of the Klondike bar. Yeah, so the Klondike bar was was Trump basically, quote unquote, endorsing the Klondike bar. And he said, so what would you do for a Klondike bar? And then we got to like, I started naming people. I said, uh, Dr. Fauci would say he'd never wear a mask again if he could just have a Klondike bar. And stuff like Kamala Harris said she would visit the southern border for a Klondike bar. Uh, and I think one of the ones was um, Sleepy Joe said he would stop sniffing people's hair if you gave him a Klondike bar. We know how much he loves ice cream. So it's, uh, you know, it's it's um, it, it, that went crazy. And and then it just became, you know, putting out new ideas and stuff. I usually go on TikTok live. Yeah, and I have people watching and I go, listen, let's just let's just improv. Let's just do stuff like tell me what you want to hear. Trump doing the auctioneer and some of it's good and some of it's like, all right, this might not work. Um, but you now, know what, I, dude, dude, it all works. There's so many because like I do impressions, too. I, I have most of mine are like dead people, right? Like Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> <laughs> but like what I dig up, it's it, you know, you know what it is with yours? And like I'm I'm going to work. I'm going to work on, a, on an impression, but it's just going to be me doing an impression of you doing Trump. <laughs> dude, it's it's the sucking and it's the it's the air suck between the teeth and it's the little trail off. At, at the end of the sen sentences and it's like it just it kills me and, and it's the mundane stuff like i would like to, hey, i'm gonna ask you a question and and you must answer as donald trump do you have opinions on microwave pop who's making the best microwave popcorn out there uh mr trump well i have to say uh i've known him for a long time microwave popcorn you're talking about orville redenbacher he's a fantastic person uh I've known him for a while. Uh, I call him Mr. O, as when you think about it, because when you open your mouth wide, it makes the shape of an O. And so, uh, and the only person with the capital O, everybody's got a lowercase O when they open their mouth. The capital O is Rosie O'Donnell. She's like Pac-Man. She eats everything in sight. And uh, I've seen her go through a pack of Orville Redenbacher, the popcorn. I've seen her go through a pack uh, in, quite frankly, seconds, quicker than anybody thought possible. It's, uh, yeah, microwave popcorn. I had, I mean, obviously that wasn't prepared. <laughs> no, it's, dude, it's so, it's so awesome. It's so what hilarious. The, Mike, what was the one? Pop Secret? Was that one of the ones that was out there? Was that a, yeah. was that a uh, Pop, Pop Secret, right? It's like Top Secret with Pop Secret. Pop Secret. You know, the only person who couldn't keep that secret was leaking James Comey. Okay. He leaked <laughs> these for <laughs> <laughs> It's I, yeah. I, it's but that's how, <laughs> dude. It's the uh, it's the it's the crazy like the how you can make the connection between the Big O and Rosie O'Donnell and and Pop Secret and Top. It's it's fantastic, man. And I'm the, the people love this. People, I love it because people are sending me the clips, and it would be great. Like it would be great if if you were just a dude. You know, who's like, oh, I do this Trump impression. It's very funny and, and yada, yada, yada. But I also love that you're doing the loud majority stuff. And this is just kind of like a a wonderful side effect. Do you know what I'm saying? Essentially, yeah. I mean, that's the best part. You know, I don't want to just be known as the Trump guy. You know, right. I want that to be funny and that's good. And I could do that. And, you know, I'll go in front of a gas pump or bare shelves in a supermarket and, you know, and, and do something silly. And then it'll go everywhere. 
But what it, what I love about it is that the right people are liking it and the right people are not liking it. You know, there are liberals. There's no such thing as a happy liberal. They don't exist. Yeah. Uh, and and they come on Twitter. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, you, you the reason you sound like him is because he's an idiot, too. And so are you. And I'm like, are we really? Yeah. You can't laugh once. Like, <laughs> what is your problem? <laughs> Whatever. You can't believe that. But um, but the right people are liking it. You know, the the people that also see that we are doing real things and making real impacts on Long Island are liking the videos. They're they're seeing yeah. it. They're going, wait a second. It's funny, but hold on. There's a whole other side of this that's going on here. And that's what I really want. I want I want to be funny and I want to put videos out that get views and that's great. But I really want to turn it around with regards to what's happening in in, in America. Like, you know, the Last year we got started because Trump was running and we figured, hey, you know, let's just get the energy up and get out the vote. And then and then when the election happened and then after the election and we get past January and we get into into the middle of of winter and people are looking for something to do because they're like addicted to the energy. And it's yeah. like, OK, now let's start to figure out where we're going to hit next. And we decided around April that it was going to be school boards because we heard a lot of people starting to talk about critical race theory. And we said, hmm, I wonder if that's going on over here. And it absolutely is. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, and now that's the I mean, think about it, it, it from a national issue, aside from maybe Afghanistan and inflation, like critical race theory is right there. We were doing that. We were hitting on that since April when we flipped three seats in Smithtown and about maybe two, three weeks after those seats flipped, the, the rest of the country started, you know, they, they zoned in on Loudoun County in Virginia uh, they they started looking at um, different uh, states that were banning CRT, but here we are. I mean, we got some stuff. There is there is a CRT story here that involves, you know, Panorama Education and the Attorney General and his son-in-law and all that. That that whole company here on Long Island's happening. I mean, we're getting to the bottom of it and little by little dripping it out. Uh, but Loudoun County, it's it, you know Loudoun County with the the horrible thing that happened in their one of their bathrooms. Yeah. Well, you just just stay tuned because Long Island is going to be. Front and center, I think, in in some of this uh, critical race theory stuff, because the information that we have is damning and there's more to come. You know, there's more information I'm about to be sent from somebody who's essentially just feeding me info from one of the trainings that they're training administrators on. So, you know, and then any way we can take a stand and any way we can make a difference is is, is what we want to do. You take and Yuri from the KGB, the whistleblower, Yuri Bezmanov, says all you got to do is indoctrinate or, or, or educate 15 uh, a 15 to 20 year process, one generation of kids, they get out of school, they graduate, they run for office and now you're stuck with them yep. and, and the process is complete. We're never going to get invaded from a, from outside, right? Because too many people own guns here. So what they're going to do is they're going to try and collapse it from within. And it's been the Soviets plan since, you know, since they were a thing, you know, the seventies and eighties, it's been, it's been their plan to just infiltrate and bring it down from within. And that's exactly what's going on in all forms here, military, in the workplace, you're getting these diversity, equity, inclusion trainings. Listen, diversity is great. Equity is impossible. You can't guarantee the same outcomes. Inclusiveness is great. That's Those are the principles that were already written into our documents, our founding documents. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness for all men and women. So that's as diverse and, 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 uh, and inclusive as it gets. And yet we have people, we have teachers that are teaching at local colleges here that have repeatedly in articles that they've written and posted in a public forum tried to discredit the author of the Declaration of Independence, Thomas Jefferson, because he existed in the age of reason and the age of reason existed at the same time as the uh, the slave trade. I yeah, mean, and, uh, 
what well, <clears throat> these I are, was, this is the education that's happening here. Yeah, so, and I, I was shocked. Where's where's the the Jefferson statue that they're gonna they're gonna they're t- they're gonna take it down? New York City. It's in City Hall. They're taking yeah. the Jefferson statue down. And I tell you, you know, know what, they, when and Trump, and Trump when said Trump it, was what talking he said about that he months said this, ago, everybody acted in, like he's crazy. He said it in Charlottesville. Yeah, I think it was Charlottesville, which was when they told him that when he said that uh, they said that uh, white people were uh, white supremacists were fine people, which is not what he said. He came right. out and he said, you know, we condemn racism, bigotry and violence in all forms. And and there were also good people who accidentally got caught in the middle of all the crap. You know yeah. what I mean? Which is and he was saying it on both sides. There were good people on the left who were peaceful. There were good people on the right who were peaceful. And then there were lunatics. And they yeah. said, oh, he called white supremacists good people, fine people. You know, that's a hoax. That's that's nonsense. It's not what he said. And he mentioned there, well, when are we going to come for Jefferson or George Washington? When are they going to come for that? And they called him what? A conspiracy theorist. They're coming for Jefferson. It's happening. We're seeing it happen. So, again, one of those things like the lab leak, like uh, CRT, like this Thomas Jefferson situation, when they say you're a conspiracy theorist really means you're you're about two years ahead of the curve and you're going to wind up being proven right and vindicated very soon, like Rand Paul. I like the people who said this came from a lab, but we funded the gain of function research. I mean, the NIH has now come out and said it. So where's yeah. the conspiracy theory? It, yeah. it, it's killing me. And so, well, I think we're, we're both with uh, with the people who are, you know, listening and they go to the Loftus party and people you know, with the loud majority. It's, it's like I'm I'm glad that there's people like us out there being active and going after, uh, you know, the crit- people behind the critical race theory and teaching that and school boards and, and, you know, our local elections. And then we also have to do election integrity at the same time, which I think we can. And, and I'm glad that, you know, we're both doing well. I, I want to ask you this though, before we run out of time, who all, I have to imagine uh, somebody from the, the Trump camp has reached out to you about like, the, the, I, I have to imagine uh, you're about to make a trip down to Mar-a-Lago because like the Donald has to know about this. People have to be telling the Donald about this. And it's just a matter of time till you guys do an event together. Right. Are you feeling that? I'm feeling it. Um, I, I don't want to say who it was that I spoke to because I, I don't want to throw the name out there. But I did speak to somebody. Melania. They, it was it was not Melania. OK, <laughs> it was not Melania. Although it would be funny if Melania said, you know, you sound more like him than he does. So that's kind of scary. It's kind of <laughs> scary. Uh, but, uh, there was a person I spoke to and this person did tell me that, Hey, uh, the big guy says you're 95% there, uh, and work a little harder. So, oh! <laughs> so, uh, uh, you know, what his criticisms are. No, I, you know what it is. I think that's, I think that's him being him, yeah. you know, and just kind of, just kind of trolling right back. And I'm cool with it as I'll play. You know what I mean? Like, that's oh, not yeah. a bad thing. Um, but like I said, people like uh, Jenna Ellis have, have been very supportive of it and they think it's funny and, uh, uh, a, a lot of, uh, I mean, Dave Rubin retweeted the bare shelves one last week. It was, um, he's not really in the Trump camp, but he's a big name, but there are people within that circle, uh, who, who think it's great and they have passed it along to him. Well, uh, yeah, here's, I, here's the great thing. And here's what it is, dude. And like, cause everyone reacts differently to impressions. Like I remember when Gabriel Iglesias did an impression of George Lopez and it was coming from a good place, dude. It was coming from a good place and George did not dig it at all. So you never know how the, you know, the subject is going to take it, but it sounds like, you know, the big man 
is into it. It sounds like, you know, the Donald is into it. And that's always great because, you know, it's not coming from a mean place. It's not coming from it's and that's completely transparent. And that's what makes it different. There's a lot of people doing, uh, you know, horrible Donald Trump impressions, but they come from a place of it's like negative and down and do the uh, I'm just glad. Like the 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 bare shelves one is like Sky News Australia. That's yeah. just I love it. Yeah, it went to Australia, and like you said, you know, it's not coming from a bad place. I mean, I literally just dedicated I want to say 58 weeks of my life, the last 58 weeks of my life, to trying to push Donald Trump's agenda and make that and make that you know something that we can all get behind, right? So, uh, and I think I think those uh, you know n- those uh, people closer to him and him himself, I would imagine, probably know that. Uh, they see what we're doing. Obviously, it mean you know we don't mean any disrespect by doing it. Is he a little silly sometimes? Is he? He's Donald Trump, right? I mean, he's boisterous. He's he exaggerates. D- Dan Bongino says it perfectly. He's from Queens. This is what yeah. you have to do if you're from Queens. You do that, and I get it. You know, Long Island. It is what it is. Well, I love him. You know, I think he's great. Um, uh, you know, we've been asking for how long, right? That we want a president and a politician to just speak their mind. We got one, and now all of a sudden, that's not good enough. I thought it was so refreshing the last four years, and now yes. we're now we're stuck with this. They can't even do press conferences in a real room. They have to build a set. So, so what are we doing? You know, it's <laughs> it's ridiculous. Dig it, Sean. Thank you so much uh, for taking time out of the day. Uh, what's a what's a good website uh, where people can learn more about Loud Majority and what you're doing, and just keep in contact? Yeah. So go to loudmajorityus.com. That's the website, but. Uh, be warned, anybody who's listening, do not post that link on Facebook because uh, we're making so much of a difference uh, that we are actually, our website has been uh, marked as spam on Facebook. So just posting our website on there is a community guidelines violation, wow. <laughs> believe it or not. Yeah, it's a it's a badge of honor. Um, but uh, head over to our, our Facebook, which is Long Island Loud Majority. You'll find our community page. Uh, our Instagram is at Loud Majority, and our Twitter is at Li Loud Majority. I mean, everybody already knows where you could where you could find my stuff. Wherever you find it, you find it. Um, but the, our website is the big one, LoudMajorityUS.com. Go on there, sign up for the newsletter. You will get our notifications every time we do a stream because we do the Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 7 a.m. to 8 a.m. Uh, and uh, and you'll never miss a thing. So head over to there. Just don't post it on Facebook because you might get thrown in Facebook jail. Okay, now if you could do one, just do me one solid. If if maybe maybe uh, Mr. Trump would say a, a few kind words about the Loftus Party podcast. Well, it's a fantastic podcast. Okay, Loftus, uh, what do you think about it? He's a friend of uh, the very funny Greg Gutfeld, and uh, we love Mike. Michael Loftus is a very funny person. He's hilarious. Uh, and quite frankly, the Loftus Party is one of the greatest parties. You know, it's greater than the Democrat Party. It's better probably than the old Republican Party. The Loftus Party is going to be a party that advances the America First agenda and uh, turns America into the great, uh, wonderful country that it once was and that it will be again, believe me. (laughs) Dude, that's so great. The wonderful (laughs) Sean Farish, everybody. Sean, thanks so much. Uh, Loud majority dot us dot com loudmajorityus.com okay loudmajorityus.com 
don't put it on Facebook or you'll get in trouble. Sean, thanks again, man. Enjoy the rest of your day. I'll see you guys soon, okay? Thanks so much. Looking forward to it. Thank you. All right, buddy. Thanks. Ready to stand out, Army ROTC prepares you not only as a college student, but as a strong leader, allowing you to earn the rank of second lieutenant. You will be eligible for full tuition, merit-based scholarships, and develop leadership skills essential for your future. Start strong and enhance your college experience. Visit your campus Army ROTC representative today. To find out how you can earn up to a full tuition scholarship, visit GoArmy.com podcast to locate your closest ROTC program today. Army officers inspire strength in others. Paid for by the United States Army. Today, this breakfast isn't just breakfast. It might be the first McDonald's breakfast you're having at McDonald's again. This lunch might be a weekly tradition you hadn't had in weeks. And this dinner might be the first one you bought for not just you in a while. Whatever this order is for you, McDonald's will be here to take it. Get more of the chicken you love with a delicious McChicken sandwich for $1. And for an extra buck, add a refreshing Dr. Pepper. Dining rooms are starting to reopen in certain communities. At participating McDonald's, cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. What a show. We're back. So we've, we've had uh, the, the, the great Trump uh, impressionist, the hilarious and loud majority wonderful dude, Sean Farish, was on the show. Then now, now we got we got our great C-Block, What's on the Web with Paul. And then after that, we're going to be heading over to Patreon for more news and politics and pop culture. This is a packed one. This is a packed one. So without wasting any more time, we got to check in with the one and only Mr. Paul Hare for what is on the web with Paul. What's happening? Michael, good to be here. I think the first thing we have to start out with is one of the bigger stories this week, at least with regards to entertainment. And it's a post you wrote, and it's called Welcome to Hollywood. Now Netflix CEO says he screwed up defending Chappelle. And so this obviously is Dave Chappelle. He's a fellow comedian. Yeah. And for folks who aren't familiar with it, he did a comedy special. Alphabet people aren't happy about it. They want him canceled. Netflix defended him first, and now they're caving. You had the most unique view on this that I've seen ever anywhere. I've seen other people who I think are right in saying, look, it's just a cave. But there's more to the cave than just the cave. And I wanted to hear what you had to say about that. Well, in, in my opinion, <clears throat> being around Hollywood, and, and it's working there for a lot of years and yada, 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 the, the long and the short of it is... Netflix doesn't need Dave Chappelle anymore. They don't need him. They need these other creators. They got to keep those other shows going. So uh, the head of Netflix just, you know, he just buckled to the pressure. He's like, all right. Thank you, Dave. That was the that was the I think Dave Chappelle did six specials for Netflix. This was number six. I, I don't know if they have plans to do any more. I don't know if Dave Chappelle has a development deal, if he's going to do series or documentaries or whatever. But to me, it just feels like if you look at the books and it that like Hollywood is so incredibly cutthroat. You look at the books and you go, OK, we got a bunch of uh, showrunners and writers who work for us. They're out in front of the building now and they're not working on content. 
and Dave Chappelle, we got everything we wanted from him. So, boop, bye-bye, Dave, and then you got to make happy with the people who are protesting, which sends, like, and I'm sure we are all in agreement, it's the totally wrong message, and he should have stood up for freedom of speech, and he should have defended it, and blah, 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 and he shouldn't have caved, but it's literally, it's just about dollars. You can't, you can't expect Netflix to do anything brave. There's th- that nothing brave is going to come out of Hollywood that 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 lines up with our belief system. It's right. just not. And if if it does, it's going to be a fringe thing. It'll right. be like, oh, Mel Gibson made the Passion of the Christ. That's brave. That's brave. And he put up his own money, and he did it, and he made that happen. Don't look. Don't look to Netflix for bravery right. unless you think cuties is brave. Exactly. And, and people have pointed out, you know, the difference between the reaction to that and the reaction to what's going on now. But I brought up this before and I wanted to hear your thoughts on it. When did society start to allow the inmates to run the asylum? In other words, I come from I come from a time when if you're an employee, the boss is the boss and not the employees. But now these people have it so much power it's where they're the employees and they're telling the boss what to do don't you find that odd i find it completely odd and 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 to hollywood you can trace it right back to united artists where uh once upon a time you know you had the humphrey bogarts of the world all these big movie stars who came up in the studio system and if you didn't if you didn't do things the way they wanted to do them at mgm well hit the bricks and they realize, they're like, wow, it's my face on the poster. It's my image on screen. And all these movie stars got together, like, we're going to make our own movies. And they started United Artists. And that's where it really, now, I don't, I don't even think United Artists is around anymore. All of these, all of these endeavors always come to uh, an unhappy end. And it's, I <laughs> It's they're all doomed to failure. It's Netflix will Netflix is doing very well. I'm not worried about Netflix, you know, continuing on and their success. Uh, However, when when you have like these air quote artists digging in their heels and like, I'm not going to create for you. This is going to sound old school and hardcore, but you got to fire them. You got to let them go. Exactly. Or or at least at least frighten them like they make they make pretty good money they make pretty good money writing a show for netflix beats the hell out of digging ditches so before you go out there and pro and here's the thing they're protesting dave Chappelle, which i haven't seen the show i haven't watched it for a lot of reasons that i want to get into right now but i guess he tells this really long story about a transgender person it's like a 15 minute bit in the act and this this person reached out to dave Chappelle and was transgender and you know liked dave Chappelle and x y and z but their life was blah 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 blah. they ended up killing themselves if anything dave Chappelle did such a a service for the transgender community and it just shows you how bad the state of it doesn't they don't care what he said they don't care about the enlightenment that, that could have happened. They're just like, he said these words. We're going to protest. Bah, 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 bah. Yeah. If I'm Ted Sarandos, the head of Netflix, uh, I defend Chappelle. And I tell those other people, hit the bricks. One hit last the- thing. One last thing before we have to move on. 
Wanda Sykes went after Chappelle. Now, because I would assume she does stand up at some point, or she did. So I wanted to hear yeah. what you had, what your thoughts were specifically on Wanda Sykes joining the mob and going after another comedian. What do you think about that? It's just disappointing. It's just so disappointing. Like, I've I've met Wanda several times. She's hilariously funny. She's hilariously funny. And I just, when other comedians want to silence other comedians, it's like, hey, you might not know it, Wanda, but we're all in the same foxhole right now. So, like, why why are you going to do this, like, friendly fire bullshit? Like freedom of speech and being able to make fun of anything that has to be that has to be commonplace. That It has to be commonplace now. You can say anything about anyone and any group of people. It's just it's all on the table. It's all or nothing. And so um, I'm bummed that Wanda would go after Dave Chappelle. She's better than that. She's hilarious. All right. Got to move on. Otherwise, we could talk about that for the entire segment. So let's go to something a little bit more lighter in a, to a degree. And there's also some funny semi-political stuff to it, too. This is another one you wrote. It's called Golf Club Wasteland. Everything about this game is hilarious. And by game, we're referring to video games. And I don't know if they released it yet or if it's forthcoming. But it's basically a new game. And it's a new game about golfing in a post-apocalyptic world where I guess the world has collapsed due to environmental disaster. And... It, the what you wrote, people have to read it to see exactly what it, what it is. But it's funny the way you wrote it because it's it's uh, climate change fanatics, as I guess is the way to put it. Yeah, did it, and yet you still want to want to play the game just because of 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 everything that goes into it and how it looks. And I wanted to hear more about that. Okay, so I'm I'm so glad you brought this one up. Because I totally forgot that I wrote this thing until you brought it up, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, that's right." Okay, so you're you're a you're a man in a spacesuit, and you got a little jetpack, and you have a golf club, and you're it's it's a it's a computer game, and it looks kind of silly, and it you know you've got a you got to hit the golf ball through this post-apocalyptic, and it rolls down the giraffe's neck, and then you got to get the ball into the toilet, and there's all this, you know, blah 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 blah. In the background of it, you can see the the city. You know, and there's little there's little digs at everything conservative. There's all these little digs at Trump. There's, you know, cafe coffee shop and there's everything about this. The game is uh, the, the 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 premise of the game is that because humanity was horrible and we were selfish, we ruined the planet. So climate change is real and the planet has been destroyed now to make it worse. They also want to get mad. They want to make people to get mad at the 1% because all the rich people live on Mars. All the rich elite people live on Mars. And so you're this guy who comes back to see what what could have been, you know. So that's the company that made this game is wearing it on their sleeve. They could not be more capitalistic. So they are making money and talking out of both sides of their mouth. So they go, with these video games, they're like, climate change is real. Climate change is real, we're all doomed. We're all doomed, it's probably too late. So what they're gonna do is make a video game. And, <laughs> and they wanna, so they're gonna make money off the video game. They're gonna make money off changing the hearts and mind. This is, this is, this is propaganda, it's for kids. 
It's you. Hey, little. Hey, kid, you want to play a fun golf game on the video? Here you go. And it is just over the top propaganda. And that is their business model. They are they are going to uh, raise an awareness through emotional storytelling and they're going it's it's insidious and they're going right at it. And they're such capitalists. They're developing a TV show as well. They have a movie in development on their website. They brag about, oh, the, the planet's doomed. We're planet's doomed. But we're doing a video game. We're going to do a movie. We're going to do a TV show. We have other games in development. So so if we're if, if we're doomed, you're just going to sit back and make bank off of selling climate change uh, stuff. And they're going to try to change hearts. It, it's I have to admire it for its brilliance. They're selling the horror of a of here comes the apocalypse. They're selling that under the pretense of raising awareness for it, and uh, it's and they're making money the whole the whole time. It's just <laughs> it's fiendish. It's fiendish. And then the thing is, the game looks fun. Like I. I totally want to play it, but that's that's the level of uh, the opposition. While while people on the right and you know small government people and libertarians and free market people are just like, well, we're just going to sit back and see how this kicks out. Boy, the Greta Thunberg crowd, the Greta Thunberg crowd is out there going, we're going to make a video game, we're going to make a TV show, we're going to do a movie, there's going to be an animated series, and we're going to uh, change hearts and minds, and we're also going to make a big pile of money while we do it. It's fiendish, dude. It's fiendish. And I'm jealous, because it's a great idea. We yes, gotta, yes. We gotta I think that's, that, that's devastatingly good analysis about the difference between left and right there and why there's really only one side that's playing the game so yes good thoughts and on that got to move on because i know there's yeah. a few other things you want to talk about we're running down on time want to get into this real quick gordon one of our writers at the loftus party who everybody knows by now did a book review of tracy skeen's love and aliens tracy skeen's another comedian but she's also contributed every now and then to the loftus party she now wrote a new novel and it's sci-fi but it probably also includes a little bit of romance of it as well and you have to read the entire book review by Gordon at the website. But I also wanted to hear what you, some of your thoughts on the book as well, on the novel as well. I haven't read the book. I haven't read the book because I've been busy on on ours, where I can I can see the finish line of of our third draft. But here's what delights me, dude, and I'm so glad. And and I don't know if it was a happy accident that you did this one next, but like, dude, big pat on the back. Big shout out to you. Big shout out to me. Big shout out to everybody at the Loftus party. Cause like, so we're 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 bitching about. Oh, here's what the left does. Here's what the left does. They're doing a video game, TV show, blah 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 blah. And no one is no one on the right is playing. We're playing. I don't well, know of any. I don't well. know of any other. I don't know of any other website that's like. Oh, here's an author who has a new book whose sensibilities, she's a funny, funny lady. Tracy, I've seen her do stand-up. She's hilarious. Um, uh, and I have to think the book is good, too. So, yeah, let's let's put a, a spotlight on that. Yeah. How hard, I, I how hard is it for us to give a shout-out to go, hey, good, that's, that's awesome. You guys should check this out. How can we – and we did it with Mike Barron, you know, and, and his thing. And I want to continue doing that. I kind of – I, I, I 
people who have the same sensibilities, who have creative endeavors, I want to help them. I want to, hey, spotlight on you. Let's sell some stuff. Let's put some cash in your pocket so you can make more. Right. And I want to clarify what I said. When I said, you know, the difference between left and right is, you know, I alluded that it was a fact that the right just complains. I don't consider myself to be on the right anymore. I'm not anywhere anymore. Not right. because I don't not because I don't believe that, oh, both sides are equally bad. It's because I believe both sides are the same side. It is what I believe now. That's yeah. why I don't I don't consider myself left or right anymore. There's actually more stuff this week at the Loftus party that people can see that we're not even gonna cover that also gives us shout outs to other people. They're gonna, people our audience is just gonna have to go to the website to see that. So I'm on board with where you are as far yeah. as we're doing stuff, we're shouting out to other people. I've probably got a few other posts coming up that are gonna give shouts out, shout outs to other people. Some you may have heard of, some you may have not have heard of. Um, but again, people just got to so keep watching the website. But uh, yeah. good stuff by Tracy Skeen. Um, actually, I don't know if she was ever on the Lobster Party, but she definitely has written for it before. <laughs> people can go to the website and see what her latest book is about. Of course, we have a link to where you can buy it as well. That's so, fantastic. Moving on. Yeah. I know you, got, I know you want to talk about Cow, Cowboy Bebop Lost Session trailer because... That was one you really liked. And by liked, I mean you really disliked it. <laughs> I so, have just about had it with this emotional roller coaster with Cowboy Bebop. Like, I, I can't... One, one, one minute, you're like, oh my goodness, yes! And then the next second, you're like, oh lord, no. It's just... It's like... Because you hear... You hear, uh, you hear they're making uh, Cowboy Bebop live action, and you're like, okay, cool. You see the casting, and you're like, yes! And then that girl who's playing uh, Faye uh, Valentine, she starts complaining, and you're like, oh, no. And then they go, oh, but the, the original composer is coming back, and the guy who did the animated series is a consultant, and here's here's the trailer, you know, the opening credits, and you're like, oh, yeah! And then... They did this little, like, off-story, insane, tongue-in-cheek, making fun of, like, 70s movies, and you're just like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Good Lord, it's not that hard, you frickin' morons. Respect the source material, and yes... There's comedic aspects to Cowboy Bebop. Yes, there are. I'm not saying there's not. But, man, when I see you making a meal out of it, like they did with this trailer, when they are just making a meal out of the, oh, isn't this funny comedy? Oh, funny, funny, funny. Oh, God. Oh, I, I, I'm, I'm so bummed out by it. I'm so bummed out by it. I can't take it. Just just put out the show. Just put out the show and let it be what it is. But I tell you, with 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 uh, with the girl who's playing Faye in it and her attitude about and this is great because this this is a segue for me with her attitude about that costume and like, oh, you can't wear that and blah, 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 blah. And she doesn't understand the character. She doesn't understand a woman who would use her sexuality uh, for personal gain and professional gain. If she doesn't understand that, stop fucking acting, okay? Just stop it. You suck. You suck. Quit the game. Go be a banker, you well, big I, dumb dummy. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I can add to that. I was in the Army, and in the Army, 
they have physical fitness and appearance standards that you have to adhere to. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you know what? If you don't want to do that, get out. That's why I have no sympathy for the whole the Me Too movement. I don't care about it for a variety of reasons. Yes. One of the things you hear about the Me Too movement is, oh, and they kept getting on me about my appearance and how they wanted me to look. I have no sympathy for you because you're you're in a very visual business. That's one of the standards that you have to live up to, with some and, exceptions, with exceptions to character actors who they want to look a certain way. But I mean, you know what? Well, it's like here in Victoria's Secret models whine about, and they and they wanted me to, to be this certain weight and look this way. I'm like, so what? That's you know, you're getting paid a lot of money to do to look good. So you're gonna have yes. to. If somebody tells you you're fat and you have to go on a diet, too bad. Right, you're a model. Sorry. And and to my point about like the the costumes and blah 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 and the and the just go click on the story. Next level costumes from Canada Comic Con. Okay, so uh, I've been doing this series like you know, hey, here's some. If you're looking for a Halloween costume idea, here's here's some ideas from uh, from WonderCon. And then there's one now. It's like the it's a best of. It's a really good best of from uh, Canada Comic Con 2019. And you see like these amazing costumes. And yes, some of them are very skimpy. Welcome to the world of anime. Like what the what what did you think you were signing up for? I'm offended. I'm offended that she would hesitate. Oh my goodness. Okay, we got one more, and then we got a ski daddle. Let's go to the Uncharted trailer. Uncharted is a movie live action adaptation of a video game. This one stars Tom Holland, Tom Holland, Mark Wahlberg, and others. And I wanted to see what you thought about the trailer. Excited for it or not? I'm I'm not that excited about it. I'm really not. And this is going to sound horrible, but like I think Tom Holland was miscast. I really do. Now, if you if you're familiar with the Uncharted video games, uh, they're super entertaining. There's a very, very Indiana Jones quality to it. Uh, and, and you know, our, our hero has a friend named Sully, who's kind of a mentor, a little bit older. I it's it, I feel like they crammed Tom Holland in there and it just feels like it's Spider-Man. He's the exact same character. He's Spider-Man. He's Peter Parker, but he doesn't have the Spider-Man powers. And then you got Mark Wahlberg as Sully. It. I, ugh. It just it just doesn't seem like it's going to click. It just doesn't seem like it's going to jive. They're going to have all the visual effects and all that stuff. And it just, I don't know. They went too young. I would much rather have seen, like in Uncharted, uh, and I'm trying to remember the name of the, the, the character. He was like, almost like in his late 20s, early 30s. And it just looked, Tom Holland just looks like a kid. I think it's yep. it's much more interesting to have, like when we first met Indiana Jones in Raiders of the Lost Ark, he was like, you know, mid thirties, and his mentors were in their late fifties and sixties. It's just I wanted like a more, like a more world weary, Uncharted, and that's where the games pick off. This whole thing seems like a weird, the movie seems like a weird flashback. Yeah, there, there's a fan-made, a professionally fan-made film, very short film of Uncharted star Nathan Fillion, who yeah. people either Firefly or Castle, they may recognize him from that, made a few years ago. I embedded that along with the new Uncharted trailer so people can watch that and they can compare the two. The fan-made uh, short film, actually pretty fun to watch. Uh, yeah, fun and, to watch. 
and and Nathan Fillion, who did the voice and has done so many great characters, there's a there's a weird swagger that that guy has that like it no one else is doing it. It's like he's talking smack, but you know he doesn't believe what he's saying, but he's got enough courage to at least try to have you know it's like this really weird. And Tom Holland, Tom Holland is doing something else. Okay, good stuff. Yes, and there's so much more. There's so much more. Um, Halloween fails. You guys got to check out the Halloween fails. The the meme roundup when when Joe Biden was making the weird Beavis and Butthead uh, bungholio fists. Go check that out. Uh, other stuff about Joe Biden. There's a superhero fun with Chuck Dixon's Avalon. There's it. It just goes on and on. So thanks for. Uh, checking out what's on the web with Paul. Do thank you so much. Everybody, go over to Patreon. Join me in the gimlet. We got mo, mo, mo over there. Big shout out. We'll see you next time.